the Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to Mark. Glory to you, Lord Christ. John the baptizer appeared in the wilderness, proclaiming a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. And people from the whole Judean countryside and all the people of Jerusalem were going out to him and were baptized by him in the river Jordan, confessing their sins. Now John was clothed with camel's hair and a leather belt around his waist, and he ate locusts and wild honey. He proclaimed, the one who is more powerful than I is coming after me. I'm not worthy to stoop down and untie the thongs of his sandals. I have baptized you with water, but he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. In those days, Jesus from Nazareth of Galilee, Jesus came from Nazareth of Galilee and was baptized by John in the Jordan. And just as he was coming up from the water, he saw the heavens torn apart and the spirit descend on him like a dove. And the voice from, came from heaven, you are my son, the beloved, with you I am well pleased. The gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Christ. When God began to create all it is that we know, this earth from the formless void, the darkness and the light, God saw that it was good. How do we know good when we see it? How do we know the kingdom of God when we see it? I am heartsick and distraught for what this week has been. Particularly because the violence that took place on Wednesday was done by many in the name of God and Christianity. A banner with the name Jesus was carried on the steps of the Capitol as a riot took place. It is too easy for people who profess God and Christ as their savior to pervert the gospel for their will and to claim to act in the name of God. What I saw on Wednesday did not look like the kingdom of God. And yet, throughout Christianity, throughout the world, it is so easy to assume that if something is Christian, if something claims the Bible, if someone says that they are a follower of Christ, that they are good, that the titles they give themselves anoint them towards holy action. This could not be further from the truth. What was good out of what God created was not good because God created it, but God looked at it and saw that it was good. 
How will we know what is good? How will we know what is the kingdom of God? How will we know those things where the heavens would break open and name something, someone, some act as beloved by God? I believe that we will know the kingdom of God when we see it. And we certainly know what is not the kingdom. This week has been appalling and traumatic. And I know if that has been my experience, it has been so 10 times worse for people who are black, indigenous, and people of color to watch white supremacy rage, to watch violence overtake. It has been a traumatizing week. But it hasn't just been a week. It has been years of violence and bigotry and hatred festering and building, being apologized for and swept aside. This was not an act born out of one day, but one that has been coming and continually happening at, on different scales. And I'm appalled by the way in which white supremacy so often claims the banner of Christianity co-ops God and Christ to speak words of hate and vitriol. It is appalling and is why it's so hard as a Christian to live and be within my own faith in the world when so often Christianity is equated with that sort of hate. Will we know the kingdom of God when we see it? Will we know good when we see it? Will we even know how to begin to build the kingdom of God? Today is the feast day of Christ's baptism. That seems as good a place of any to start. I know the privilege that I experience of being a person who is white and privileged in this world. That I am too often the benefactor of white privilege and that the work of justice and racial justice in this world is one that I can choose when to engage and when to not. That is part of my privilege and that is a sin I am called to repent of. I name that now 
to model for all of us, especially those in our community who identify as white, the work that we are called to do as Christians, especially in the wake of such blatant violence that carried the banner of Christ. Our baptismal covenant this week has given me at least a place to start, a place to return to, for the recognition of the tremendous work that there is to do and has been to do and will continue to need to be done. That work has been rooted in my life or should be rooted in my life as a Christian from the very words that we confess and reconfess at our baptisms. It is in our baptismal promises that we say we will continue to follow the apostles' teaching in fellowship. We will persevere in resisting evil and when we fall into sin, repent and return to the Lord. We will proclaim by word and example the good news of God and Christ. We will seek and serve Christ in all persons and we will strive for justice and peace among all people. So today I am repenting for not staying centered in the work of racial justice and recommitting to that desperate need that is crying out in this world. The prayer for this Sunday that we heard at the very beginning that collect we hear says, grant that all who are baptized into his name, Christ's name, may keep the covenant they've made. Today, I am in need of being reminded of what that covenant is that I made so that I can be centered in it. Our bishop, Greg Rickle, the presiding bishop, Michael Curry, have all released statements in the wake of this violence. And I commend those statements to you. They speak words we need to hear and start to give us a pathway forward. Particularly Michael Curry, whose words are always so prophetic speaks of rooting us in the way of love, a phrase we've been hearing over and over from him, particularly after he completed the royal wedding sermon and set forth this way of life, that he rule of life that he has named the way of love, the way of walking with Christ. And what I particularly appreciated about what he said is that rooting ourselves in this love is not 
the same as condoning or making peace with the actions that took place. This is not, as he says, a sentimental and emotional love. And as I quote him, this way of love is the way of sacrifice, the way of unselfishness, the way of selflessness that seeks the good of the other as well as the self. It is not sentimental. He quotes Archbishop Tutu in saying, love, forgiving, and being reconciled to our enemies and our loved ones is not about pretending that things are other than they are. It is not about patting one another on the back or turning a blind eye to the wrong. True reconciliation exposes the awfulness of abuse, the hurt, the truth. It could even sometimes make things worse for a while. It is a risky undertaking, but in the end, it is worthwhile. Because in the end, only an honest confrontation with reality can bring forth real healing. Superficial reconciliation only brings superficial healing. We are called to hard work, to the hard work of love that is painful, to the hard work of love that is not superficial. In the gospel, in Christ's baptism, as Jesus breaks from the water, the heavens are torn open and he is named as beloved. Is an image I have for each of us in our own baptisms. That as the water is poured on us, we know ourselves to be beloved by God. But this is not a sentimental or emotional love. God's love for us calls us, demands of us to do the hard work of change. Of naming where we benefit from systems of oppression. of being present to the reality of the world, even when it is uncomfortable. Because to be beloved by God is to be called into creating the kingdom of God. Recentering the work of anti-racism is part of how I begin my repentance. My prayers are particularly with those in our community who are people of color, who are experiencing unthinkable pain in the wake of this week. And I'm inviting all of us to be living into the covenant we made at our baptism to resist evil, to name it when we see it. God created the heavens and the earth, the light and the darkness, the winds, the water and the earth, and it is good. And God created us and we have great potential for good. 
and great potential for chaos. Presiding Bishop Curry in his statement set up the dichotomy between chaos and community. Chaos is the abyss and the destruction that we have watched take place. Chaos is the violence towards people for their faith, for the color of their skin, for their sexuality. Chaos is the perverting of the gospel. Community, on the other hand, community that we are baptized into, community that we join and are a part of in our congregations and in accepting ourselves as beloved children of God, call us to an accountability, to the work of reconciliation, to partnership in living into our baptismal covenant. I am grateful to do this work in community because it calls me to be honest, to be sincere, to be transparent of what I do or do not do. On and off over the years, especially over this past year, various people in our community and I myself have taken up the work of racial rec reconciliation, racial justice, through work such as our sacred ground course, through work such as our undoing anti-Judaism. And it is easy for that work to get lost in the shuffle, to do it and to set it aside and come back to it again. I am recommitting and recentering that work for myself and I'm inviting you to join me in it. I'm inviting you to join me in reaffirming our baptismal covenant. Because I believe if we root ourselves there in the promises we have made before God, in the promises we have made alongside this community, we have the potential to authentically dig deep into this work. We know the kingdom of God when we see it. And it, it can be scary for those of us who benefit from the system of oppression that is so intrinsically built into our world. It will be scary to truly live into this work, to dismantle systems of racism that uphold the privilege of being white. And it is the only way we will ever see the kingdom of God if we start tearing down these systems that fly in the face of the gospel. We know the kingdom of God lifts up an equality and a love for all people. We know the kingdom of God when we see it.
we know what is good when we see it. And what we saw this week looks nothing like the kingdom. So let us recommit to rebuilding, to working, to strive for that thing that God has called us to do. If we were in person today, how many times have I said that over the past year? If we were in person today, what we would do would be to stand together in these pews and reaffirm the baptismal covenant. We would take water that is blessed and sprinkle it over the masses. It's hard to imagine that in this moment. But just because that ritual action cannot be taken does not mean that we cannot reaffirm our baptisms and recommit to this work and recenter it in our lives as individuals and hopefully recenter it within the work of this community. Even if it scares you, even if it feels divisive, we are past time to worry about upsetting those who are uncomfortable by this work. Because the world is crying out for this work. So I'm inviting you into this reaffirmation of our baptism. I will share the baptismal covenant on my screen and read the words of celebrant and people. And I invite you to read along with me wherever you are, the words of the people. to reaffirm this work. Do you believe in God the Father? I believe in God the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. Do you believe in Jesus Christ, the Son of God? I believe in Jesus Christ, his only son, our Lord. He was conceived by the power of the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary. He suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day, he rose again. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again to judge the living and the dead. Do you believe in God, the Holy Spirit? I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Will you continue in the apostles' teaching and fellowship in the breaking of bread and in prayers? I will, with God's help. Will you persevere in resisting evil and whenever you fall into sin, repent and return to the Lord? I will, with God's help. Will you proclaim by word and example the good news of God in Christ? I will, with God's help. Will you seek and serve Christ in all persons, loving your neighbor as yourself? 
I will with God's help. Will you strive for justice and peace among all people and respect the dignity of every human being? I will with God's help. The work we are called to do is hard and uncomfortable, but thankfully we get to do it in community and we get to do it with God's help. Amen.